Welcome to the Learning to Thrive podcast, where we have real conversations with real people about real life. And now, here's your host and my friend, David Higginbotham. Welcome to the Learning to Thrive podcast. My name's David Higginbotham, and I'm here with my friend, Tom Kalanoff. Tom, hi. How are you? Hey, doing great, man. Good to be here. It's good to see you today. Thanks for joining me. We're talking today in this bonus podcast. This is bonus podcast, which focuses on the third of six key elements to thriving in life. It's a series that we're doing. And the third element is, Tom, have you got that there? I do. It's a by daily learning to find my life's identity and security in Christ. Yeah. And after I sent you the the outline to, you know, for us to chat with, mm-hmm. um, I thought of an, of an, I wish this always happens when you're a writer, you know, you can go back, oh gee, I wish I could change that. Well, I, on my version, I've changed it. I changed that to learning to discover my life's identity and security in Christ. Find and discover essentially are the same thing. Right. But I had a few minutes and so I figured I would <laughs> make an adjustment. Abiding daily, learning to find my life's identity and security in Christ. Now, Tom, the, one of the things that w- I use the term abide because it's a term that m- most Christians are going to be familiar with. And then, you know, it, but it really, it's, it's, it's an old, it's a King James word. Not mm-hmm. that there's anything wrong with that, but it's a King James word. It's not more of a modern term. The modern term essentially would be live living. I and mean, where do you abide? Your home could also be called an abode. So the term abide has an old English connection to it. Essentially, it means this, living your life in Christ. And one of the things that you and I were talking about earlier, Tom, is that it you, you don't have to believe something for it to be true. There are things that are true that certain other people don't believe. Right. And what I want us to understand today is that the reality is all of us are living our life in Christ, even if we're not aware of it. If you're a follower of Jesus, if you're a Christian, if you're a believer in Christ, then you're living your life in him. All of my life is lived in Christ. When I get up in the morning, I'm in Christ. If I go to work, where am I going to work in, Tom? In Christ. Mm-hmm. It's always there. And there aren't periods of time when we're out of Christ and then periods of time. Like if we go to church, we're not in Christ when we go to church and when we go to a prayer meeting or when we're having lunch with other Christian friends when we have to act in a certain way. That's not being in Christ. In Christ means we are in him all the time, 24-7. So abiding daily means to live in him. Right. Discovering that my life is lived in him 24-7. Paul was on, on a trip, and he was actually was headed into Greece, and he, 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 he was, ran a past a group of philosophers and, and thinkers, um, and th- there was this, they had all these monuments to all these gods, all these, all these gods, and there was this one monument to the unknown God. And they, mm-hmm. were, they were just being so careful that they didn't want to miss 
any of the gods that were out there. And Paul said, hey, this, this God that you don't know about, let me tell you about who he is. And he preached to them and talked to them about who Jesus was. And he, he made this amazing statement. It's found in Acts 17. Mm-hmm. He said, he's talking of him, this God. He said, in him, we live and we move and we have our being. Our lives are in him. We're able to move, we're able to do things. In him, we live and move. And our the very purpose and substance and vitality and reason for living is in him. That's mm-hmm. a pretty powerful statement, isn't it? It is. And, you know, I was, I was reading through this because there's several scriptures on the list that David sent me. But I was reading through this in Acts 17. And, and you know, we can learn a couple things from Paul, I, I think. Maybe. I mean, more from Jesus. But I think we could learn a couple things from Paul. But in, in verse 16 of Acts 17, it says, While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols. And, and yet... He didn't slam them, come down on them, condemn them, call them names. Maybe he was being tongue-in-cheek, but he says in verse 22, I see that in every way you are very religious. I mean, he found a point of connection with them. Sure. And then said, hey, like you said, let me tell you about this God that you don't know. Mm -hmm. And I think he used that point of connection to essentially introduce them to the the potential of uh, of the gospel, right? You know, this there's this God that you don't know, but we do. Let me tell you just a little bit about Him, and it and 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 He provoked them. They were saying, "Oh, this is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Let us talk about this." Now He moved on. He was going other places. Sure, but the 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 thing that I want to point to is that. If we are people who are in Christ, it's in him that we find our life. It's in him that we live. It's in him that we move. It's in him. He's the one who gives meaning to our lives. That's, I would, that's how I would interpret that. We have our very, our very being. Our being is, is found in him. And it's, it's entirely possible, and I know it was true of myself in my early days in Christianity, is that we we don't recognize that when I'm sleeping, I'm in Christ. Mm-hmm. And when I'm taking a shower, I'm in Christ. And when mm-hmm. I'm eating, I mean, when I'm driving down the highway, right. when I'm doing all the things that humans do, because I am in Christ, I'm always in Him. Mm. You know, one of the points you have here, based on Colossians 3, 4, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. The, the whole idea of Christ being our life, I don't know if you want to unpack that. Yeah, that's, that's really where I wanted to go. I mean, that's, where, that's the point of going here. It, it's, this is, there's a theological path that we, have, that we walk through the Scripture. And one of the things, particularly in Paul, he says that you who have faith in Christ, you were crucified with him. Hmm. When Jesus died, this is Paul saying, when Jesus died, I died. Right. I'm crucified with Christ. Whenever Jesus died, I died. When Jesus was buried, I was buried. When Jesus rose again, I rose again. How is that true? Well, because I am in Christ. Christ. 
And, and the fact that I am in Christ now means I was in him then, and he died, he was buried, he rose again. Mm-hmm. And the issue of recognizing that Christ is my life. You know, I, I, I was, I heard someone talking the other day, and they were talking about someone that we knew. And this, this individual, uh, they, were, they were talking about this guy's hobby. And this lady was, was referring to him, and she said, although that horses, okay, horses are his life. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, oh, how terrible would that be (laughs) to have, you know, horses or boats or motorcycles or painting or writing or whatever, having this, this other thing for me to view that as my life. I know that Mm. what she was meaning, I believe what she was meaning was to say, he drew so much love and so much uh, joy and so much blessing out of his involvement in the activity that that's what fed his life. Mm -hmm. And I think the tragedy would be for us who are followers of Jesus to have those types of things that we're involved in who, from our point of view, they really are our life. Mm-hmm. And because Paul says that, that our life is Christ. Right. Christ Jesus is our life. And this is a discussion we could have for hours, but we're not going to do that. But it, the, the, the point that I want us to recognize is that coming to understand and actively receive Christ as my life is one of the key elements in learning to thrive. Mm. You see, if my job is my life, some, somebody can take my job away from me. Right. If my family is my life, and I love my family, but my family could be taken away from me. If, if, if my dog is my life, and I don't have a dog and I don't want a dog, but I understand that there are dog people. I understand that. And they have great love and a great connection to those pets. But if your pets are your life, you're in danger of having your life taken from you. But if, if I can recognize and receive the truth that Christ is my life, that's where my security comes from. See, mm-hmm. Jesus said to his disciples, guys, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. Another thing about this, because two points, our life's identity and our life's security. And the Mm -hmm. the first part I've been talking about has been the security of, you know, when, when he is my life, my security is in him. When he is my life, my identity is in him as well. Mm-hmm. Think about this. One of the most used phrases, certainly one of the most used phrases by Paul the Apostle, is the phrase in Christ in the New Testament. Because we find, we find Paul particularly and others using this phrase in Christ. And this phrase in Christ really ends up describing who we are. In Christ, I am forgiven. In Christ, I, I have life. In Christ, I have been redeemed in him, in him, in Christ, in him. And the thing that I want to challenge our listeners to if you, is that 
get yourself a concordance or go to biblehub.com or one of those sites mm-hmm. and search for that phrase in Christ and see what it has to say for you. There are some amazing things that the scripture says about you, Tom Kalanoff, mm-hmm. when you're in Christ and, and recognizing those things and receiving them as God's promise to me, that, that, that that's an incredible, incredible pr- part of the process of me learning how to thrive. Hmm. Isn't that what good? You, yeah. What would you say to folks? You, now, in the middle of what you were discussing a little while ago, you just said, you asked this question rhetorically, what, how is this true? And you, you've talked about, we talked a little bit earlier, but also before the recording that, that, that we, our life is in Christ. This is the reality of our lives, even if we're not aware of it. And then one of the things we talked about before the recording, you don't have to believe something is true in order for it to be true. So I guess, how would you encourage someone to embrace this truth? Because a lot of people, myself included, still sometimes today, so in my life now, we think this is our life. We're living our life. But it is your, it is your life. It is our life. How can you encourage someone though, to, to maybe embrace the reality that our life is in Christ, that everything we're doing. Well, the one thing that I would encourage people to do is simply go to the scriptures and check out those places that I've been talking about, or check out some of those sections and, and read it. Ask the Lord to give you understanding. You see, it's my, what I meant, what I was trying to say when you were, I were talking earlier, my believing something doesn't make it true. Right. It's true whether I believe it or not, Mm -hmm. you know, but my believing something helps me to, to receive and to embrace it and to have it become a part of my, of my mind. It's a part of the having, remember the phrase, renewing your mind. Oh yeah. There's a, having our mind renewed is the process by which our mind engages with the scripture and responds to the working of the Holy spirit in our lives. Our mind engages with a message that we hear or a, a song that we hear or passage of scripture that we read or a book that we, we engage with something from the outside that's telling us something and presenting it is true. And my mind engages with that my heart is open to the working of the presence of the Holy Spirit in me, and, and my mind gets renewed. My mind gets changed. That's a part of what repentance is. I, I begin to see and realize, oh, my goodness, this is this, I hadn't seen this before. Mm-hmm. Light bulb comes on, and all of that happens as we are pursuing God. Keep in mind, Tom, when Jesus said, in, 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 in Matthew, he was talking to people, encouraging them to pursue God. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open. Mm-hmm. Most of us have lived our Christian lives in neutral, in passive mode, as opposed to living our lives in a, in a focused and assertive and an engaging kind of way. And when I say abide daily is one of those key elements to thriving in life, what I don't mean is I, 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 I'm not describing something that could in any way re- be reflected as a couch potato. Mm-hmm. 
No, it's about resting in him. By the way, rest doesn't mean not working. It means not not striving by my own power. Right. And it's that is recognizing and then re, the, the reality and then receiving the reality that Christ is my life. And see, and these things where he talks about being in Christ, in him, you, you have every spiritual blessing in him. You, we, we are, we are reconciled and forgiveness. We have find reconciliation and forgiveness in him. All of these things are true in Christ. And as I, as I'm willing to engage with that reality and ask the Holy Spirit to work that into my mind, help me to understand, help me be able to receive more and mm. receive more and receive more. There is this ever increasing growth in him. And it's not about years of having been a Christian. It's about the degree to which I engage and how I receive and believe, Hmm. how I believe and receive. You know, it's interesting. You know, we all have probably a different scripture that pops to mind when we hear a word. But when I hear a word, when I hear the word abide, immediately, John 15. Sure. You, want to say, you want to say anything about John 15? Well, yeah, I, I just, just touch on that for a second, because I, I, I don't want to, I mean, you, could, you can preach a, a, a month of sermons out of, out of John 15 without blinking an eye. The thing that I want to focus on there is that, is that Jesus said to his disciples, I can't do anything apart from the Father. I do what the Father does. I say what the Father says, that kind of thing. And then he says, and you can't do anything apart from me. Mm. I'm the vine and you're the branch. It's a wonderful metaphor. Mm-hmm. You, you, you can't produce fruit. The branch doesn't have life in and of itself. Right. The branch doesn't. The vine is the source of the life. Right. And in that same way, he said, as long as the branch abides in the vine, or as long as the branch lives from the vine, right? then the branch is going to be able to produce fruit. And he goes on to talk about what the, the gardener does with those branches, and he does a variety of things. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get into those things. That's a whole other right. subject for right, another right. time. But this issue of recognizing that my life is in him. You know, my, my, I, I have no capacity in and of myself to live to you in quote in quotes live the christian life you just right. can't right nobody does but his life in me his life in me flows out from me to you boom touches life happens life ex- is exchanged and if i can begin to learn this is a journey if i can begin to learn when my before my feet hit the floor in the morning i can learn today Right now, I'm completely and fully loved by God. Mm-hmm. I always have been, and I always will be. And nothing that happens today is going to change that. Today, yeah. I am receiving God's love, and as a receptor of his love, I can share his love. God's agape flows into me. God's agape flows out of me to bless you. Mm. That's the second point. Today, I can live in Christ. I can find my life in I can discover my life in Christ. 
I recognize that in him, my identity is in him because I'm in Christ. My security is in him because I'm in Christ. See, you, you haven't even gotten out of bed mm -hmm. and you're on your way to being in a position of being able to thrive today. You see, here's the truth that most of us haven't really connected with. My relationship with God today is not based on my performance. Absolutely. It's based on his performance. My life today, my relationship with God today is based upon what he has already done. You see, Paul talked to the, to the church in Galatia, and, and he, was, he said to them, I guess it's think probably chapter 3, he says, I'm amazed at you people. You, 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 were so, you so clearly have begun in the Spirit. Mm -hmm. you, expect to be, you expect to be completed by the flesh. In other words, you were birthed into life by God's Spirit. Do you expect to, by your own works and examples and your own effort, effort, mm -hmm. effort that is intended, effort that is intended to earn. Okay. Paul talks about laboring. He, right. he, he was not against laboring. He was not against working, but he was against effort, which is intended to earn. See, my, right. th if I do this thing, God will think better of me. He said, that's crazy. And my growth in my life in Christ, Tom, is not dependent on my effort that will impress God. I mean, think, think about this for mm -hmm. just a second, okay? The God who took nothing and made everything is going to be impressed by something that I do. <laughs> I can only laugh. <laughs> well, well, I mean, really— yeah. Really, but we 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 sometimes act that way. Oh, totally. Yeah, and we do. And so, this point, this element of abiding daily, living daily, living from Christ in me. Mm -hmm. I talk about this oftentimes, and I, I call it living with an open heart toward God. None of us are perfect. None of us ever will be. None of us are going to be the kind of people who, who are able to always be wonderful. It's just not true. Right. We, we, we carry with us the, the wounds and scars from the past. We carry with us some brokenness. We, we carry with us the limitations of the flesh. But none of those things keep us from having an open heart toward God. And that means embracing a conscious awareness of my need for him at all times and in every way and embracing him as my source. Mm, source. There's two points I want, I want to bring up, and I'd, I'd like to hear you unpack these. Th these are, David, again, sent me a little outline. Recognizing and receiving him as your security, based on Ephesians 1, and realizing that we are completely accepted in him, which leads to us resting. Whatever you want to unpack regarding those. Anytime you, security. Yeah, sure. Anytime you have concerns about your standing with God, go read the book, first chapter of Ephesians. Mm -hmm. And before you start, <clears throat> pray this prayer or something similar. 
Father, help me to see your heart for me in this passage of Scripture. Help me to see your heart for me here. Mm. Help me to see your heart for me. The way it was Paul expressed your heart for the Ephesians, help me to see myself there, your heart for me. Mm. You see, most of us have been trained to believe that our security, again, is related to our performance. Right. If I have to perform, if I have to earn, in other words, okay, because this is about earning. This is not about working. This is not about laboring. Paul said, I, I've worked harder than all the other apostles, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he clearly understood that his labor, his work, his interaction wasn't earning him. Mm-hmm. It was his his action was engaging with and cooperating with what God was up to do. Up, God was up to. And here's the rest. Here's the thing about resting. Resting in Him is what it means to believe. Mm. Mm. You see, Tom, I can see you. You can see me. I'm sitting in a chair. You're sitting mm-hmm. in a chair. You're resting in that chair. You are believing in or trusting in because a a modern translation of the old English word believe in would be to trust in, to adhere to, uh, and it's got other nuances with it as well. But if the chair that you're sitting in right now, Tom, were to suddenly fall apart, where would you wind up? I'd be on the floor. On the floor because you don't have any backup plans. That's right. I don't either. And if my chair were to fall apart, Boom, I'm on the floor. I'm trusting in, I'm trusting that the chair is going to do what it has been advertised as doing. It's going to do what chairs do. It's going to hold me up. And when we believe in Christ, when we believe on Christ, we're trusting in him. We are yielding ourselves to him. Another image that I heard recently that I thought was really good and it's just really impressed my heart. The guy was, the man was saying, can you, Place yourself into the hands of a loving father. Mm. Can you entrust yourself into the hands of a loving father? That's believing. Mm -hmm. That's trusting. That's resting. See, resting doesn't mean I don't ever do anything. It just means that I'm not counting on myself I'm resting and trusting in him. Mm-hmm. And that's where my trust lies. See, that's what it means to abide in him today, to live in Christ today. All of us, all of us are going to be lousy at this. I mean, and we basically are because mm-hmm. we, we've been so hardwired to only trust in ourselves and the systems that surround us, religious and governmental and otherwise, to trust in that one that we cannot see. It's a big step. But it's one of the key elements for learning to thrive in life, learning how to live loved, to live life like a man or a woman who's completely and fully loved by God. Learning how to love others, right? The overflow of his love being poured into me, touching your life. Learning how to abide daily, learning that my life is in him. He is my life. He is my source. 
There is no other opportunity. There is no plan B. I'm resting in him. I'm trusting in him. When it's blue skies and green lights, I'm trusting in him. When the storm rises, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to trust in him or I'm going to try to figure it out on my own. And most of us try to figure things out on our own. Yeah, we will. You know, we're, we're kind of wired by the world system and our training to trust ourselves. Right. Which is why God calls us to a different journey, resting in him. Which is why we're making these bonus podcasts to talk about these six elements, Tom. If we don't talk about them at our elementary, fundamental, very basic way, we won't make the progress that we need to. And that's why you and I are doing this. I met with a a group of men, and just at the end of, of the meeting, and you know which church we're talking about here, at the end of the meeting, I forget what the question was exactly, but it's something like, what do you want to see happen this year? What is the thing you're wanting to see happen this year? And I, when it came my chair, turn to share in this little group, I, I think I, the people just looked at me like whatever I said was in a foreign language. And what I said, the number one thing that that I am focusing on this year is learning to rest and out of that rest then doing things instead of striving to do them by myself and i don't remember if i discussed it with them but the whole mary and martha thing you know mm-hmm. you know martha is you know come on jesus can, can't you get her to help you know and and mary and martha are both important mm-hmm. and i, I want to be the i want to be the best martha because I am first being Mary. I don't know if you want to discuss any of that, but but people looked at me really weird when I said, this is the number one thing <laughs> that I'm focusing on this year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, thank God there are Marthas. Yep. I mean, if there weren't Marthas out there, a boatload of stuff just would get missed. And we need, right. you know. Right. And it wasn't, I, I think that Jesus was saying to Martha something that was in an responding to an immediate context. Right. I mean, Jesus was, I think, essentially, and this is just my own take on this. I think Jesus was basically saying, Martha, you you can do the dishes later. Exactly. I mean, that, uh, that, I understand that. He wasn't saying that stuff wasn't important. Correct. I think he was saying, hey, there, here's an opportunity now. There's something special going on right here, right now. And, and and Mary's picked up on that, and she made the better choice. You you can fix, you can do the dishes later. You can do those things later. It's not that we don't need to work. It's that we we have to understand what is the better choice now. And I think that is uh, that's always one of the challenges for us, Tom, because we all tend to be wired in different ways. And uh, learning how learning learning how for me to rest in Christ right now means that I need to have a sense of awareness about right now. Mm. I need to have some perspective about right now. And there's never a time for me to run around in fear like my hair is on fire. That's, but that's not the Mm -hmm. point. The point wasn't with Mary and Martha between doing a good thing and a bad thing. It wasn't that at all. It was between doing a good thing 
and a better thing. Exactly. Listen, I think this about wraps it up. I, I really appreciate you, uh, you having a conversation with me or basically listening to me. <laughs> this has been good. This has been good. And folks, uh, unless we get some questions we need to unpack on another bonus episode, the next bonus episode will be on the topic of spirit walk, learning to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and let, let, me, let me just say something about that that's coming up. The question every one of us needs to ask or be reminded to ask on a pretty regular basis. Is it possible that the Holy Spirit is up to something here now? (laughs) And if he is, might there be a role or an opportunity or a place or a way for me to cooperate with him in what he's doing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's at the heart of what I call keeping in step with the Holy Spirit. That's it. And we'll get to that next time. Folks, thank you so much for taking your time and listening. Appreciate your efforts to, uh, appreciate your effort to listen. Appreciate your, your comments and, and your, uh, your, your follow-up commentary on that. Thank you so much. I've talked enough. Tom, God bless, buddy. Bless you too, brother. This Until next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for choosing the Learning to Thrive podcast. We hope you have been encouraged. Please check the show notes where you can learn more about today's episode. Give us a rating, tell your friends, and join us again next week. Together, we are learning to thrive.